Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to start with a trigger warning. We'll be discussing sensitive topics related to suicide and mental health. Please take a moment and ensure you're in a space where you feel comfortable listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podher Interviews, the podcast to simplify and inspire your wellness journey. I am Natalia Novais, your host and health coach. I interview guests who offer practical advice, real-life stories, and no BS insights to help you feel your best and live your healthiest life. Today, I have the privilege of sitting down with someone truly special, a valued board member of Podher, who has been an integral part of this wonderful community for five years. Elizabeth Epignon Barnes, or as we call her, Beth, or Betty, has an incredibly impactful story. She was born in Rio de Janeiro and graduated in journalism. She then spent a decade working as a stylist and a set design freelancer before moving to New York, where the journey we'll be discussing today began. Beth will be sharing for the first time an unspeakable event she went through this year. I don't want to give away too much of her incredibly complex story, but some of the takeaways from today's episode include the power of your voice and intuition, how to cope in the aftermath of tragedy, finding strength in community, and the enduring power of moving forward, even in the face of unspeakable pain. I was inspired by her strength. And this episode led me to reflect on the real meaning of power. I am convinced that among all types of power, one is particularly crucial, especially in difficult times. The power of mastering our habits, maintaining a healthy routine, even when everything seems to be falling apart. I think this is one of the most powerful things we can do. The so-called small things and small habits are huge. I hope you feel as inspired as I did listening to Beth's story. It's going to be hard to speak in English with you, but we'll, <laughs> we're going to make this work. Descer as palavras, né? Que saem em português, o seu Não, dia. exatamente. Mas a gente vai, segue Mas em frente. Mas tudo bem. The reason I was so excited to have you here is because you're such a strong woman and I want people to understand like what you have been through, how amazing it is that you are thriving still and always getting better, even though you faced pretty real things. Yeah, this is what happened. Basically, when I left Brazil was to actually find myself, find my voice and everything. You know, I used to live with my family. And after one year here, I met my then, um, we didn't get married, but we, we were together for 19 years. So, you know, I came and I'm doing my things. Then I met uh, Ray. And we started, it already started like all crazy, but you know, head over heels in love, but you know the red flags? Forget about red flags. I had an amusement park with flags. What were some of them? It was like this. He was not uh, 100%. How can I say? He was still ending a relationship. And even though 
everybody that had the chance to meet him, everybody was like, oh, this man loves you. This man loves you. Don't let it go. We can see, you know, constantly. We were always together. Even when I when I knew what I was like, this, you know what? I don't want to see you anymore. He was always present. So in a way, I didn't have the chance to be like, you know what? I really don't want you. If you start thinking, that's why therapy now is every week later today, I'm going to have my session, is uh, trying to understand why you we keep we keep attached to something that you know is not good for you. You know it's not good for you, even though it, it feels good at the time. Nothing just sexual, but it's no, you are getting the attention. You are getting the love. You are getting yeah. something, you know, affection that you don't have. And yeah. then you settle. Sometimes it's easier to stay stuck in something that is not good because you have the fantasy that is one day going to be good. Instead of facing the reality of your life, they're like, oh, damn, like this thing doesn't work. I have to move on. So you totally, I totally agree with you. We say, oh, what if? Maybe one day you will. Maybe one day, maybe my expectations are very high and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But you start blaming yourself and exactly. living in a fantasy. Exactly. So, you know, did I see red flags? Yes, I did see red flags. But at the same time, red flag came and then came tons of love in tons of you know yeah just six months literally say with i love you and it's, it was something you know crazy and it was beautiful it was it's such a great feeling to feel, and feel but then please take your time yeah sorry but then you know after now we're going back you go like this how are we just gonna say bye to this Especially if you're looking for a relationship or something like that. Anyhow, I was here by myself. My family are in Brazil. So he became my son. But in a way, it took almost eight years for whatever he was spending in the bad relationship. That's when I said, I'm done. Oh, for eight years, and, he was still uh, in another relationship. But, not, but it was always like this. My mom, when she was in a bad relationship, she got that right there. What are you going to do? So I know when something's not good, you cut. He met my whole family. Everybody loved him. But then, you know, when I said I'm fed up with this, that was done. We're moving together. Fine. And we had like a good one year, three years, but we always in a cocoon. So because, you know, in a way, he's basically protecting me for, you know, none of his family members to judge me or you know he's like I don't want nobody judging you because you didn't break what was already broken Mm -hmm. oh I see some people are blaming you for the end of the previous relationship got it exactly and they're like no that was already bad yeah but now I had an idea about possible mental health issues with the family which I found out later I, I knew, you know, he actually told me there's a little anger management from, you know, from uh, his father and everything like that, but he never physically touched me or nothing like that. But little by little, what I noticed is that I was not being myself. So I left Brazil to break free. And now in like literally a year, I got trapped in this relationship in the way my wings were being clipped that now I see, now I see, and I go like, oh my God, because I am an emotional eater. 
my weight goes up and down, up and down, up and down. So when I'm not happy, food, stress with the whole relationship, food, work, food, you know what I mean? So I, in 2017, I have this rediscovery of eating healthy food that that's where Ingrid uh, invited me to talk about it in the event. And when this happened, I, I was just like so excited and so great. And I started making these videos, you know, the whole, um, how can I say, Instagram with the stories was just happening. And I was like, I was told not to make videos showing the apartment or I need to be just in a corner in the kitchen. I couldn't do so. And even if I was doing in the little space that I had to do, so I wanted to do recipes. And there was always like, you know, you know those, now I know what gaslighting is, okay? It's this little remarks. And you're like, what did you say? Nothing. What do you do? Nothing. So when I found a place to do the recipes, it's like, why are you going to go to the other house? I'm like, but I cannot do it here. No, you can't do it here. But when I do it here, or I was doing something in the apartment, it'll be like this. Oh, here comes you with your video again. It seems silly, but constantly listen to that stuff. You're just like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to make the video anymore. I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. Gotcha. So he was like not not supportive of it, your it, content. So because at the time, just so people understand, at the time you were selling uh, some recipes and food, right? I actually remember exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. I started doing, you know, I was trying to make the whole thing with the food and the conception and stuff like that. So it was like this. This is a cool thing. And if you had the chance to meet the guy, he was basically a female version of me. We were so, com uh, we, the communication, the guy, it was fantastic, you know, talking to everybody. And I was like, why would we do something together? And as a relationship, at the end, I noticed that we were basically, instead of doing something together as a couple, it was almost like a competition. Uh, no, if yeah. Something is being done. Do you That's understand? Fair. Yeah. So it was, it was so weird. But the problem is when the years was passing by, the mental thing kicked in and it was getting worse. So in a way that at one point, one year, he was not leaving the house. Oh, no. He was depressed. But... Uh, people following him. People wearing certain colors were following him. So I was the only one he was talking to. So I already work in a stressful job, get home and have to be the only person that he's talking to. So for me, mentally, I was destroyed. And that perpetuates for all this time. So when I noticed that the pandemic happened, since I work with health, I worked the whole throughout the pandemic. I got COVID, and that's when I was almost 300 pounds. I don't even know what 300 pounds is in kilos, almost 150 kilos. And when I survived that, I promised myself, I'm like, this, mm. you're going to do surgery. The, the bariatric surgery. Yeah. Exactly. Another thing that I didn't know. He was actually in the hospital with me. He came to pick me up, flowers, everything. When you start losing the weight, that's another surge of confidence because all of a sudden, in his mind, oh, you will have an affair. I'm like, excuse me? Oh, he got jealous because... Do you know what I mean? From somebody that actually was worried about my weight. Gotcha, yeah. There's a lot of triggers that got him worse. I guess after his father passed away, he was not okay. And after all these years, when we were about to turn our 20th anniversary, 
it was the first time on February 2021 that I was like, I don't know, February, no, 2022, that I was just like, I don't think we're going to be together anymore. We cannot talk anymore. He's not talking. Now I am part of the people following him with the colors. So I stopped wearing, I don't wear red at all, but then was the green, was the orange. And I'm like, and I try my best, you know, not to get him to do, you know, some type of therapy. He's like, I'm not doing it because if they're going to think that I'm crazy and I try to do as a couple to also to be able to talk because at one point I'm like this, this is abuse, this is verbal abuse. This is not physical, but I know I'm not okay. So I would go to work, come back after seven o'clock. I'll not answer the phone when anybody just be with him together. And one thing that happened with the surgery after you have you eat, you fall asleep like a baby. So then he's telling me, oh, you're not paying attention to whatever I'm doing. So I couldn't change the position of something. Then he would change it back. So at one point when I told my mom, when he basically accused me of having an affair, my mom is like, I'm scared. I'm scared for you. Do you think it's okay? I'm like this. I'm not scared of him. Do you think at that point, do you feel like you loved him and that's why you stayed? Or do you think there was some type of like block that that was going on no I love him I did and the thing is it's it's basically it's kind of shame on me not to how can I say I think because what he's been going on he'll get better in a way not even get better because for me it was just like what triggered him to see that everybody was following him something happened when he moved to my apartment with the people around the neighborhood and I think I'm not a doctor, but I think that trigger something that actually goes on. I know after what happened that some of his cousins and some people also have this type of thing. So it's like this run in the family, but I didn't know because we're always us together against the world, us, us, us. But um, the love was there, but also it was getting less love and more problems in a way that I would talk, you walk away, cover his uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this are we five? You can talk, but I cannot talk. So if I try to talk, I'm interrupting him. So it was really mentally stressful in a way that I was actually having more fun in a job that stresses me than home. Home, by the last three months, I was, I was basically not myself. I was just like, what's going on? So that February, when I was feeling like I was, I was actually, I was part of a group of women in Brazil. So we are always talking every week. And I actually told them, I'm like this, I have a feeling, you know, that we're not going to make until November for our anniversary. It's the first time in 19 years that I think we're going to break up. You know what I mean? So March was a nightmare. It was like, you know, not sleeping in the same bed or, or, you know, I'll be in the bed, you'll be in the couch. I had to put my alarm, grab everything to you switch so then I could go to work. Do you know what I mean? So we're not a couple. That's when I was like, okay, I think, I think this is not going anywhere. And then, yeah, so then one day I go to work. This is April 4th. I had the best weekend with him uh, before. 
uh, because the weekend we always clean the house and whatever. So I actually cooked. I made my videos. I was dancing again, same corner of the house, not showing the apartment. It was in the kitchen. And uh, if you see my videos, it's always the same spot. <laughs> so um, that day was uh, his father's um, seven-year anniversary that he passed away. So we drink like crazy the night before. We get, by the end, again, it starts as a good night and ends up bad. And then months before, he started giving me real food to eat again. I'm like, this. are you trying to throw me out of the bus with the surgery? I know I cannot eat like that anymore. You know, it was it was a bunch of stuff. So then, so that morning I go to work. He texts me something, and then when I come home, I see that he literally cover all the life pictures with sheets. There was this weird um, meditation song playing on a loop, and I was like, "This is really not okay because there was two bedrooms." You know, we are watching my friend's dog. So the dog is crying. My cat is just walking everywhere. So I'm like this. Oh, he is meditating actually because his father, um, that anniversary. But, you know, maybe we need to pray together, whatever. So two hours later, when I saw that he was not leaving, I went to take a shower. I didn't want to interrupt him. But when I saw everything, I literally made a video. I took a picture like this. I need to show this to my therapist because I was going back to the therapy. And I need to tell her this is. He needs to see somebody. I never saw anything like that. It was like dark, and I'm and I'm very scared person. I, everything scares me, so it was really eerie, you know, weird. And I'm trying not to make any noise because I think he's meditating. And that's when I went to the bathroom and I saw that his laptop, which is the only thing connecting him to outside, because mind you, he's still at home. But he was going out to ride the bike, do little things, but. So his laptop was uh, in a bucket with water. And I was like, okay, now I got scared because that's his life. And I was like, what the hell? Uh, one of my bandanas, it was on my coffee table with a hammer and a pair of shears, scissors for plants, you know, like those big shears. No? And I'm looking at that. I'm like, yo, this is very weird. I don't know what's going on. That's when I opened the door and I found him. He hanged himself. And that moment, it was really weird to me because I work with health. So the first thing I did, I went to get a pair of scissors and I cut the, I cut the cord because I don't know how long he did that. The first thing I thought, you know, was like, uh, maybe now he's going to rest because he was so tormented. At the end, it was really bad. My breathing just went crazy. I called his daughter, and then I called the police. And then I started hyperventilating. The police is like, hey, stay with us. And they show up like five minutes later. His daughter's screaming. And uh, from that point, it's just kind of a blur. And then when the police came and they say, they leave a note for you. And I was like, I didn't see anything. I didn't touch anything. So when I got a, 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 a notebook, he actually wrote something. And it was so nasty. It was so bad. 
he was so bad and he literally told me to go fuck myself. And, and the police is like this, you know, it's not him. You know, it's, he was not in his right mind. And I was like, I know his daughter actually was that she said, you know, he loved you. And I was like, I know he did. I know that whoever did that is not my guy anymore. And then I call a friend of mine. She's a lawyer. She came. I have my friends came. His family came. And that's when they start telling me, look, oh, his cousin, blah, 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 has the same thing of you know, people following him and whatever. But um, what happened is that the process, it was crazy. My friends took me to New Jersey and I just went back to the apartment. I never slept in that apartment since that happened. I couldn't. Me, Kat, everybody went to New Jersey. And then I went, I went to get my stuff and I, I took my iPad. When I finally opened my iPad, my iPad hammered when i went back home to get things you know to dress him you know he is a completely different way when somebody passed away it takes a long time you know he had to go you know the police need to do investigation and everything so i found out when i came back home he cut all my clothes he destroyed all my shoes he destroyed my clothes it, but he did he did cut and put everything back in place so it was uh the camera that he bought me smashed the gopro that his daughter gave to him smashed his shoes he destroyed everything his clothes not the only thing that he didn't destroy was the stuff that we shared that we loved to do together which, which was cooking he didn't touch that even his alcohol, he dumped all the alcohol. When I was coming back, I was like, this, all the bottles were empty. And this whole thing about men and mental health is a serious thing, especially black men. This is the thing. He was writing a lot. He shredded everything, by the way, all his documents, everything. My mind was so off that his daughter was actually going through some things. I kept just the little things that I gave to him, like, you know, like a ring a watch, some of the handkerchiefs because he can do it could dress like amazing. It's beautiful, man. I think on purpose he left one notebook and she found it and then she actually saw that he was saying that he was hearing voices and the voices were telling him to kill himself. And he never mentioned that to me because the moment he'll say something to me, I will do intervention. We are going. We're going. Because he's very, he very smart, very intelligent. So um, the whole thing is that when I was start saying to him, like, I think whatever happened to you triggered you today. I don't think nothing is happening anymore. That happened with the people outside where you used to live. But now I think it's almost a PTSD, whatever happened. But it doesn't matter what I tell this man. He always going to do what he wants to do. He wants to believe what he wants to believe. I couldn't even sleep by myself. That image, I still cannot hang anything. Not even our life picture. I sold everything. You know, <clears throat> the great thing about it that happened, that I was able to see after this, my family here, my friends, how they took care of me. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be what I am right now. I wouldn't have done nothing. I believe a lot now, even more, that whatever the universe, I always say, guys, I feel like the universe is giving me a second chance, like for real. Everything that I'd be like, I'm just now go with the flow. My job, because I was just like, I can't, 
I can't think. My friends are like this. We need to help you. I know you cannot think right now, but we need to set up a, 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 a the name of the thing, go fund me for you. So I was able to actually do everything. The last penny of the GoFundMe was to pay the rent in this apartment because I was by myself. My cat became my emotional animal. And then I found a roommate and then everything is me, myself. I'm learning how to live my life without any interference. Because when I left Brazil and I came here and I fell again with somebody that basically I couldn't be myself because sometimes we are seeking so much for a relationship and we settle for less. We settle thinking that we can actually change the person. And if I'm not saying it's going to come ready for you. If after God knows, if you'll see something that is not okay, you need, that's why for me, it was almost like weird. I'm in a platform. Women, let's do that. And I'm living this hell inside. A lot of my friends are like this. How come you never said anything to me? And I was like, I always thought that in a way would find a way. And it was just going downhill. I think you should never blame yourself as well, because it's one thing to look now that you learn what you learn. But there's also, you know, like the daily life, it changes slowly. So it wasn't like an overnight thing that one day you woke up and he's telling you I'm hearing voices, which, by the way, I'm sure in the first year would have been completely different experience for you but at that point you're already so attached breaking up is almost like recovering from addiction you are addicted to the feeling of being with that person so there is almost a detox phase where your body your mind everything in you is just i need that thing right i can only imagine how that process is for you because it's always a hard process but for you who has had such a long relationship, 20 years. You know, I've been, my longest relationship was 11 years and it feels like a lifetime. Yeah, Tep, tell me how, how you, you've been doing that. It's incredible. Congratulations. You are, you know, you should be proud of yourself. What you went through is not, <laughs> it's not easy. Thank you. What I took from this whole thing was also like, I said, when I'm ready to be able to share this, to, to be able to help, other women that go through this, especially Brazilian women, if you are in another country, how when I found out that my stuff was destroyed, uh, when I turned 50, was the Omicron was happening, and a friend of mine gifted me with a, with a trip. And I guess in his mind, he probably thought I was going with, God knows who the hell he thought I was having an affair with, and I told him I would never do that to you. I was loyal to this man for 19 years because that's how we were. We had such a good open relationship. We joke like crazy, joke like crazy. Do you know what I mean? So when everything we start going bad, it was just a. Psh. So when I found out that all my possessions, I was supposed to be traveling on April 20th. And this is when I found out that my stuff was destroyed was probably April 11, a week after what, what he did. It was a Friday, five o'clock. So, you know, embassy is closed. And I was like, I cannot find my passport. I cannot find my ID. He shredded everything on my documents. And I was like, yo, what the hell? So I called Ingrid and, she, and I'm like, Ingrid, I have a feeling that he, I cannot find my stuff. I think he shredded. So I called 
I called the number and um, Soraya, she's like, I don't answer, text me. I, literally was like this. My husband committed suicide and he shredded my passport. And she like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And we'll talk, 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 talk. By Tuesday, I had a new passport. She came personally to give me a hug. And the therapist, because I decided to do therapist with a Brazilian uh, lady, she's amazing. And and I'm like, I don't want to travel. She said, what are you going to do? Go cry whenever you're supposed to go. I don't want you to change nothing in your life. This is not a natural death. So there's no celebration. There's no none of this stuff. Move on with your life. If you're going to cry, go cry anywhere you're supposed to go. So I travel. We had to see me. Because it's a place that I always told this man that I wanted to take him. To Paris. And my friend is like this. I'm going to give it to you. I need a vacation. I'm going to take you for four days. So I was with this girl. It was this first three months. I'm not myself. I'm always laughing. I was not the same person. So another friend sent me to Brazil. I had no money. So my friend is like this. Go spend time with your family. He paid for my ticket. So when I go to Brazil, when I, I had to do a new ID, I took a picture. Every time I look at that idea, I was like, Jesus Christ, look at my face. I was dead inside. I want to change because that reminds me how I was on that day. And I came back completely different and better. And I was like, yo, but up to this day, believe it or not. I go to a bathroom. If I see the curtain closed, I open the curtain. I still cannot have a curtain closed. I don't know why. So that therapist is like, this is because you see something hanging. And I was like, at one point, you just want, like, I just wanted to be able to be myself. And, I, and she's like, you're going to get angry. You're going to have a mix of everything. You will get angry. So sometimes I'm so... I'm so pissed because we could have had such a beautiful life together. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like, I couldn't do anything anymore. I was basically dying with him. You get involved with the disease, you know what I mean? And I read a book three months later when I was on the beach. I was like, I think I can read the book now. And it was, they call us the suicide survivors, the people that are left here because you can see everybody i don't go out with his friends i don't mingle because i know people want to ask questions and i can give answers because this is a 53 year old man that <clears throat> never told me he was leery voices he wrote it down in the book was found by his daughter he that he left that so every time i pray is for him to find peace you know what i mean I was able now to sleep with the door open. I have a roommate. So the first week when I was with my roommate, she's super young, but super cool. My roommate, when she went away for three days, I was freaking out to be alone. 
But now, little by little, I've been able to do these things. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is that my sister came. She spent a little time with me. I spent time with my mom for her birthday. So it's the little things that you think you're not going to be able to succeed. And I'm like, I basically create routines. You're going to stand up. You're going to make your bed. Don't leave your bed like crazy. Do this. Cook your food. Uh, cooking was hard. So the crazy thing is that the cooking was something that we did together a lot. It took me a while to get back to cooking. So maybe three weeks ago, in the middle of the therapy, I just told her, I just started crying. She said, what happened? I'm like this. This is the first week that I cook three days in a row for myself. Uh, nice. That's a huge People victory. think it's, yeah. I'm like this. It's an accomplishment. Of course, yes. I couldn't even yes. touch things that he was touching and stuff like that. And now comes the the the, the, the time now I miss the laughing because we are always laughing. So uh, sometimes I remember something stupid that he said. I'm laughing by myself. And now you start missing the person. You know what I mean? I, so I'm 51 years old, okay? One of the things also with the relationship is maybe sometimes you accommodate like, oh, go back to the dating game. Go back to blah, blah, blah. How I'm going to go out? Do I want a relationship again? And I'm like, I don't want a relationship. I need a relationship with myself. I owe that to myself after, you know, not being able to fulfill what I need to fulfill. But I also, I want, uh, I tell my friends, try to understand, it's not because he came, he is the guy that nothing happened. Do you understand? We had the love, we have everything. You don't stay with somebody for I, 20 years for no reason. Yeah. No, I sure. allowed, when everything started going south, to not actually put my foot down. This is not working. If you just see a therapist, are we done? Do you know what I mean? I never gave this man an ultimatum. Yes, but you should not. You should not uh, feel guilty about that, or, or you know, blame no, yourself. No, I it's don't. It's not yeah. your fault. Yeah, and I think now it's gonna be you know an incredible thing to see your recovery journey. As much as this is like unbearably painful, I'm so so sorry about everything. Like the community that you found with other women, sounds like was the game changer for you to be where you are now and getting better and better every day. Oh, so exactly. And I also, one of my best friends, when I told her, kind of told her like, you know, vaguely what he was saying. The first thing she said, I love the both of you, but you are my friend. Whatever you need, you can tell. Because sometimes you feel ashamed of saying what's going on. And people are like, how, how, how long... I want to say, like, I, there's no amount of words or gratitude that I'm going to be able to say that my friends basically saved me. My girls, there was three girls, they jump on it. it was Carol, Marcia, and, and Leslie. They were like this with me. You know, my boss, this guy, all of a sudden, he loved him. He's like, what happened? I was like, I don't even know what to say. This dude is like, go go next and the 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 love that you got and i was like that's a lot of women that probably going through the same thing you think you're gonna be able to change but if you see 
that you start getting scared. That's the thing for me. When I when they were looking in my eyes and said, you were having an affair. And I was like, how dare you tell me this? And my mom is like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm not scared. And, you know, he was never diagnosed because he never wanted to see somebody. For me, it was almost like begging him to do therapy. And he always say, you know, that comes with the yeah. whole thing about the black man and the, 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 I lost my shit when this kid that I watch on TV, so you think you can dance, the guy that Twitch. When I heard that this guy committed suicide, literally, if Ray wanted a gun in the house for defense, I was like, I don't like dance. Thank God. God forbid. God forbid. Do you understand? But when I saw, and I was literally in shock, and I told my therapist, she said, chill, don't go there. And I was like, I'm a fan. I watched the family. I watched this guy dancing, and now he committed suicide. And that's another thing that I'm like this. What is up with black men to be to be portrayed like this strong guy that cannot look for, cannot ask for help? And, you know, that's why I tell people. So he was very smart because if I was more involved with his family on the side that has this problem, I didn't know until the, the thing happened. Well, somebody said, oh, his cousin. You bring such an important point. I think for men in, in general, it's already really hard to open up and be vulnerable for black men for everything that I've read and, and witnessed, it's like a completely different monster. They don't. Um, how can we change that? Is that something that you think is like upbringing, society, media? I think is media. Combination. I think exactly. I think um, I saw one kid walking one day with a t-shirt, uh, black man, mental health, actually cele celebrate, meaning be, uh, bring more awareness for that. Uh, one of his friends, yeah. I. the same way they, when his father passed, his funeral, uh, his viewing was also the same way people, I didn't, I couldn't see anybody at this point, but you know, they do a party, he is different, they do a party celebrating the person's life, I'm like this, the music is playing, I'm just, I'm like, oh, he loved this song, and I'm this, people eating cake, I'm like, I can't even think straight, but the whole thing is that one of his friends came like this, I want to do a picnic, on the month and also talk about him and bring awareness because the black man, I think, especially after Twitch, the kid that killed himself too, uh, people like this, we need to bring more awareness. And I think with the social media now, that is one that I follow. I, now that I'm able to talk more, I think, you know, I'm trying to reach not only for, to share what I can for what happened to him, but also for the women, the family, they're super, super proud. They do sometimes even like to go to the doctor, especially older men. This new generation, they're more open. Do you understand? 20-something, 30-something, but the 50, the 60, you know, it's a lot of pressure. And if something happens, I think it's bringing more like, you know, events and, and the, the platforms and actually show more. And I think, for example, now November 20th would have been now our 21st. I'm going to post about awareness. His birthday, I talk about awareness. It's all about, I put the, 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 the hotline number, you know, for suicide, because it's always something they are 
we as survivors, we have, it's almost like we have a stigma that people look at you, oh, you're a widow. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to do whatever? What, 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 what happened to you? And I tell people, I, sometimes I, I don't want to talk about it. I, and it's something that my therapist said, you will talk with who you decided to. If you don't want to talk, don't talk. Exactly. And I tell people, it's so, it's such an open wound because you see, I cry because it's almost like, um, there's no way if it's not a movie. It's not La La Land that you blink all oh, my life will be a change like this. No, it's real life. And sometimes I, I find myself like this, dude. One day, sometimes I'm just watching stuff and I start crying. So today we like to watch. And I'm looking at myself. I'm like, yeah, I have an apartment. I have my house. I have everything, my friends. But then I'm like this, but I'm alone. You don't think at this point of your life, you're alone. But at the same time, I'm like this. Are you going to make it? You're doing it. You, you are fine. Cars. You are fine. So, and it's still very recent. I think it's, yeah. it's incredibly strong, a strong sign that you're already even talking about it. Like it would be totally understandable for you to take way longer to heal. It's going to be a process. Oh, it is. <laughs> Fast forward to now. Uh, and again, I'm going to say a thousand times, like congratulations for, you still have a positive attitude. I've, Ever since I met you, I always like remember you smile so much. You're always laughing, and it's it's beautiful to see that you still have your positivity. And you've mentioned habits, so I'd love to know what are some of the things that are grounding you right now through this difficult moment. I always say the small things are not small, and I'm guessing here you tell me that right now your joy has to be coming from the small big things, right? Yeah, yeah, the little little accomplishment, the small, the way you say the small victories that they say, my doctor said, you're going to gain weight. I, I, I gained a little bit of weight. He's like, but you consider what you've been through. I understand. But now I need to watch. My goal now is basically was to get a house, get my house going. My work is going. Work is actually getting very stressful in a way that I'm like, it's really time to move. It's now it's really time to change. It's time for Elizabeth to do what Elizabeth wants. But what I said was I take care of my mind to be able to talk. So I do my therapy. I join the gym to be able to release. Exercise is going to be fundamental for you. Yeah. yeah. To release some of the spent up energy, some of the stress. You know what I mean? I'm watching myself. It's so funny because... I say that I talk to myself, but I talk to myself like this. You don't need to drink this right now. And I did that when I was losing the weight 2017. I'll be like this. You know how I drink water. But uh, one of the things that I also uh, noticed, little things that you know I didn't do when, because we're together, you would say, oh, tattoos, blah, blah, blah. But I would do one or two. I'm doing everything that I wanted to do that, you know, the before I'll be like, oh, come on, look at your age. I got my nose piece. I got my tattoos. Changed my hair. He actually did a suggestion for him to keep the gray hair. And I did this thing. It was so funny. I was actually talking to the therapist. I was like, you know, uh, who the hell wants to date me at this age? And she's like, let's do a, let's do a, <laughs> let's do an exercise. Sign up for a dating site. And I was like, I don't yes, like this stuff. I always meet it? people. Oh, that was so funny though. <laughs> she goes. And, and it was funny because it was always um, 
25, 27, 30, 31. I was like, what is going on? And I did the exercise. I canceled that because at one point, I need my brain to be stimulated. A lot of these kids, they don't know how to talk. But the exercise was done. <laughs> and so I know that I attract. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good that you had a look. Yeah, that was good. It's, to... it's way too early, I think. But it's See, nice. Yeah, I cannot. Not at all. Not at all. I need to learn myself. I'm learning myself. The most important thing. Learn how to say no. I would say yes for everything. Embrace everything. everything. Yeah. Try to do everything at the same time. And now it's like, I can't handle. I cannot handle that. I'm so sorry. No. Do you want to do? Yeah. No. I You're can't. giving no. the person a favor. It's an act of kindness. Because then the person is aware. Okay, this person cannot provide me with this. That's their limit. And so when we just say yes and we cannot actually do the thing or just we do it without wanting it that's when things get messy that's when or do it without a hundred percent exactly you know what i mean and then yeah you're doing but then you're like this damn i did but look at that it's not the way yeah. i want it then you feel bad about it so i rather do now two things good than then 10 things yeah very happen. very nice that's, that's a great way. mindset yeah so that was the no but what I tell people, this whole recovery from the moment that he left me, I feel, I tell people, I feel like Dorothy. That's the best example I tell to people. I feel like Dorothy and I am in the whole, um, should I come with the whole, in the hurricane, middle of the hurricane. Yeah. And I feel like the universe is like this. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. with the flow. So I'm literally going with the flow. So it's from the, my friends like this. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna set up the GoFundMe. I just said, okay, yeah, okay. Release the control, right? Yeah, just. I'm not. I'm not thinking. I'm going whatever the universe is giving to me. I'm very grateful. Right. I when my this apartment right now is the funniest thing. My sister, uh, my friend lives close by. And it's the best example I can give you is that I was looking for an apartment that was very depressing too, because one of the things with his uh, with his disease, he, we had heavy blackout curtains. I would not see natural light. That is a health mental health killer. Yeah, he was saying like people be watching us through the window, so. My favorite color now is green, but after he passed, you had to see. Everything above was yellow, bright color, sun, you know what I mean? I don't have one curtain in this house. Going with the flow, and now I'm learning to be like, okay, this is not doing good for me right now. I need to move on from this. So that is applied even how I'm doing my relationship with my friends my relationships with my work and my relationships with my family. I told my family, I'm like, all my stuff was scattered for four months. I didn't, I didn't stop until I had all everything. All my stuff. So I have everything with me. I went through my stuff, whatever I didn't want it. I passed along. And now it's just me learning how to be me because I try to do that. So I always tell people, my, the universe is giving me a second chance. All these 19 years that you've moved here to do what you wanted to do, you didn't do mm -hmm. what you came. But now is the to time. Do. Now so is that's the why. time. This is a second chance. Yes. Um, 
it sounds, it feels weird to say, but I mean it. I am happy for you. I'm happy for your new beginning. And I'm excited to see where life will take you and where you will take your life more than anything, where you're going to grab it and, and, you know, make the most of it and inspire all of us on the way. Yeah. Uh, what does wellness mean to you? Wellness, I think, is when you are able to, I guess, look at yourself in the mirror, you know what I mean, and not be ashamed the way you look. And even though you're not where you are, where you want it to be right now, but you don't give up. It's, I think it's when you, you are aware and you know that you are putting yourself in a path of get better. You know what I mean? You're not giving up on yourself. It doesn't matter what life throws at you. Or don't be scared to ask for help. Don't be scared because I think it's a, it's a whole combo of mental. You need to be able either to ask for help. Don't give up on yourself. Because of, I think after mental... Is you see, you see the mental is going, and this you know you have an idea what you want to do, little tasks that you want to do for yourself. I think everything goes along. That's for me right now. That's what I think. Well, that is for me right now. Yeah, one day at a time, one task at a time, one habit at a time. Yes. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. You welcome. <laughs> so inspired and proud of you thank you my love and that's it for today i hope you enjoyed this episode if you love pod hair interviews please share this episode with your friends and family that's the best way to support our work follow us on instagram at pod and i'll see you next time beijinhos <laughs>